to the sun. I came to shine because you guys are shining this morning. <laughs> CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. If you like living with ghosts, this place is for you. It's the 2013 horror movie and true story of a home infested with evil spirits. There's a lady in a dirty nightgown that I see in my dreams. Now, the conjuring house that inspired the film is up for sale. Its owners said they had encounters with the spirits and spent four months keeping to one downstairs room. The spooky 3,100 square foot spread has three bedrooms and sits on eight and a half acres of land in northern Rhode Island. If you're brave enough, the rustic residence is on the market for $1.2 million. Lisa Mateo, CBS News. Imagine Chris Pratt as the little plumber with the big black mustache and a red cap. With me, Mario. The internet's going crazy with reaction after Nintendo announced Pratt, who is of Norwegian descent, would voice Mario in a new animated feature. Sopranos actor Stephen Van Zandt said it's an anti-Italian discrimination. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. For eligible individuals 18 or older only, not available in Oregon or West Virginia, results vary. See website for details and important safety information. How are your hearing aids sounding now? A little tinny. Okay, two seconds. With hearing aids from Lively, everything is done remotely in the comfort of your home, from initial testing to adjustments. How are they sounding now? Fantastic. So much better. With Lively, you get premium Bluetooth-enabled hearing aids at thousands less than you'd might expect. The best hearing aid technology is now affordable and convenient. Your hearing aids are sent right to your door. And if you have any issues, we'll make adjustments seven days a week. No charge. Ah, you people at Lively are wonderful. With Lively hearing aids, you get free shipping. Three years of follow-up care included free, plus a three-year warranty with loss and damage coverage. You can't lose. I hear better than I ever thought possible. Now get $100 off your hearing aids when you go to listenlively.com slash radio. That's listenlively.com slash radio. L-I-S-T-E-N-L-I-V-E-L-Y dot com slash R-A-D-I-O. Hey, it's Moose. We'll learn about car clubs in Canada and we'll peek inside the NASCAR Hall of Fame. That's AutoSmart's Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. When fun finally returns, Bud Light legends don't just come back. They come roaring back, carrying a cooler full of Bud Lights, an inflatable dolphin, and those Velcro pads with the balls that stick to them. And this summer, with a cooler at their side, they're going to make up for all the fun we've missed. Welcome back, Bud Light legends. It's time to take summer by the coolers. Cooler up at BudLightLegends.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2021 AP Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. It's when we dig deep. Moves it to Bjorkstrand, leaves it now for Texier, steps around his man, left wing circle. To do the right thing at the right moment. All the way around behind the net, wrap around and score! Nice shoot, Tex! It's our blue, and out of our blue, we rise. Choose the games you want and flexible payment options with the Blue Jackets ticket plan for the 2021-2022 season. Text TICKET to 26791 for more information. Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store in the Plains is open Wednesday and Thursday, 3 to 8. Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9, and Sundays, 12 to 7. Stop in for live music Wednesdays and Thursdays, and Eclipse is located at 11309 Jackson Drive. Take exit 682 to the Plains, then turn onto Johnson Road. Again, that's 11309 Jackson Drive, right off Johnson Road. Eclipse Company Restaurant and Store is the best hidden restaurant in Southeast Ohio. Barbecue, beers, and good times. 
Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's probably not the It's not the Kim and Ruth Show. It's really... Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics and all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen. Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice. We celebrate life. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, you have your homecoming ball game coming up against RSVP. That's right, uh, Rock Slide, Vermont. Polytechnic, well, that's a mouthful, ain't it? It certainly is. I'm glad they shortened it down a little bit. Yeah, we like to shorten all them things up so the fans can remember the names of the teams we're playing. Your statistician numbers Norwalk gave me a copy of your latest stat sheet, and I noticed that in your first three ball games, you have yet to put any points on the board offensively, and I, I was just wondering if you had any changes in mind for this week's game. You know, all you announcers, you got a thing for them numbers. You know, you. Well, I guess that's why we got numbers Norwalk keeping all them statistics, and he does a real fine job doing that. But all the fans know that if you don't score no points, you don't put no points on the board, it's the quarterback's fault. So what we're going to do is just change quarterbacks. You know, third and 12, our starting quarterback, first three ball games, bless his heart, he's out there trying real hard. But he ain't got no points on the board, so we're going to change to a freshman boy, boy off the Texas squad name of a burger. Chuck Berger, and we're going to have him running what we call our T-bone offense. You know, you've probably heard of the wishbone and the eye bone and all them bone, broken bone type offenses. Well, we're going to have what we call a T-bone, where we're going to put, try and put some beef into our attack by beefing up our running game and have Chuck Berger run the offense. Well, it'd be nice to score some points, but you also have to consider the defense, which has given up a considerable number of points over the first three games. Where you go with them numbers again, you know, but we got a, a plan to fix that too. What we're going to do on defense, we're going to take a boy who's been playing on the offensive line, offensive tackle, name of uh, Gap Gibson. You know, Gap, he's been responsible for creating them gaps in the offensive line for all them defensive linemen to rush through and sack our quarterback. We're going to tell old Gap, say, look here. You know, what you got to do is instead of creating them gaps on offense, we want you to fill them on defense. So we're going to make him a linebacker. We're going to put him over with our crack linebacking crew uh, that Crush Crowmeyer's done put together. The Smith brothers, Mike, Sam, and Willie, they're our linebackers. We're going to make a fourth linebacker out of Gap Gibson, and he's going to fill all them gaps and stop all them running backs uh, at, at RSVP from gaining all them yards. You know, they got a real fine running game over there. They, over at uh, Rockslide, Vermont, Polytechnic, they like to pile up them yards, pile up them first downs, and pile up them points. We'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. 
And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by plug-in air fresheners that help eliminate unpleasant odors and work continuously to keep your space smelling fresh and using very little electricity. Is your space smelling fresh today? Coach Turf, in addition to it being homecoming this week, I notice you also have a special promotion on tap. That's right. You know, homecoming ball game, we feel like this is a key ball game on our schedule. So what we're going to do is for everybody that comes to the ball game, we're going to give them a key. That, and one of them keys is going to fit the ignition of our 19 and 37 Packard. And whoever wins gets a special prize. And what is that, Coach? Well, you get to drive the Packard around for a whole week. Second prize is two weeks. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Yes, indeed. Good times for you and me. And starting out with sunshine. Fifty one degrees outside, beautiful sunshine. I have to try to get the lawn mowed either today or Sunday. Tomorrow they're talking about some light rain. As I said, 51 now, but it's headed up to 71, our high today. 69 tomorrow and 73 on Sunday. It's a Friday free-for-all. On the Party Line program. Good morning, folks. Welcome. And uh, my, this has been a busy week. I'm pleased to have the weekend here. What about you? Sure. Yep. Sure. 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 Yep. Isn't, and isn't that some? What's what's a product named Sure? Sure. Um, was that a deodorant? I think. Sure. Sure. There was something by that name. I don't think it was. Let's see what we can find. Sure. Sure. Anyway, I want to say some sort of detergent or something. <laughs> yeah, it could have been. But anyway. Something to make your the way you space said that smell fresh. Just caught my ear. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it is an antiperspirant. Oh, you were right. Hey, how about that? I'll be darned. Sure. Still made? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, today is National Brave Day, and you got it. You got to do it before we go any further. Yabba daba do. Now you're on. Okay. That's right. It's Friday. National Brave Day. I wonder what they're getting at. It's National Punctuation Day. Okay. Here's one I don't have any idea. Schwenkfelder. Thanksgiving? 
That is a denomination of uh, a religious d- uh, denomination that is um, founded after a, a man named Schwinkfeld. They they uh, what, his name was Schwinkfeld or Schwinkfelder. I think it was Schwinkfeld. Okay. But uh, anyway, they they defected from I believe the Protestant denomination and had the, uh, created their own religion and it's located mainly in the Pennsylvania Dutch mm. country. Mm. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. National Cherries Jubilee Day. Mm-mm. And National Gay Men's HIV AIDS Awareness Day. All sorts of things. But uh, let's see here. National Brave Day. Did you find anything on that? Yeah, I'm digging as we speak. I wonder what they're getting at, or what brought that out as a day to make. Yeah, we could. I think we could probably go a few different directions with I that. I mean, we one. could guess, but I'd like to know what really brought it. All right, on the fourth Friday in September, National Brave Day honors women who lift each other up, rescue each other, and make each other brave. See now. Uh, that explanation makes it cooler, right? Sure. I mean, not sure again. <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay. it does. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I think. Th- I think they should have a little better title for it. Well, I go. Yeah. I, Do it again. It um, honors women who lift each other up, rescue each other, and make each other brave. And it goes on to saying uh, just some form of encouragement comes in the form of timely guidance from another woman. Uh, in other times, groups of women provide the energy, coordinated, thoughtful efforts for someone in need. Women empowering women. Well, supporting each other. And the second one, I, I'm big on this, but I'm just kind of curious what they have to say about it, is National Punctuation Day. I'll give you a moment to find that. All right. But um, uh, anyway, those are uh, today's, um, what do you call it, National Day calendar. I want to guess it uh, is is raising awareness of using proper punctuation. So uh, here we go without looking at this. It commemorates all punctuation on September 24th, a period, a comma, a semicolon, a question mark, and exclamation point are examples of some of the punctuation used in writing. They separate sentences and their elements to clarify meaning. Without them, meaning would be lost or up for interpretation. Okay, well. That's true. I mean, I mean all of know. that is true. It's also just very factual. I mean, it's. I thought there might be another little kicker to it, but there wasn't. Oh, well. So that's what we've got today. National Brave Day, National Punctuation Day, <coughs> Schwenkenfelder Thanksgiving, National Cherries Jubilee Day, and National Gay Men's HIV AIDS Awareness Day. Okay. I see another one here where it says Save the Koala Day. I don't have that. In Australia. Oh. And I've, I've seen recently on news broadcasts that uh, the fires in Australia have yeah. have eliminated uh, about half of the population of koalas there. 
Koalas are so cool. Looking. Yeah, they're cute little fellers. Are they, um, can, how do I want to say, are they um, safe to have as a pet? I, they may I not think. be allowed to be as a pet, but um, just because of wildlife laws or whatever, but you know what I mean. Can yeah. You, are they gentle and, and friendly and everything like that? I, I think so. I mean, you you know, you I've seen Jungle Jack Hannah with koalas, you know, at the zoo in Columbus and on Johnny Carson's Tonight That's, Show. Right. A long, long time ago. Yeah. We're yep. dating ourselves. Um, okay. I think Letterman had him on a few times, too. We can save a few years there. <laughs> Jungle Jack. He's gone, right? I think he is. Yeah. Didn't he pass? I, I think so. I better check and see now since we brought that up. Yeah, we, we don't want to mislead anyone. Right. But it uh, seems to be sometime in the last couple of years. Uh, let's see. Oh, I think he he's, according to this, still living. Okay. Well, then, I don't know where I got that. Let's maybe, see. Maybe we, was thinking of, maybe we were thinking of somebody else. Let's see. I'll go back here. He, oh, you know what it was? He was diagnosed with dementia. Oh. That's okay. what, it, what it was when he was in the news. And... But it doesn't have a uh, anything other than a birth date listed here at his on his bio. So we assume he's doing fine. Maybe it's that he's fully retired or something like that. Well, he he does have you know a, a pretty my I don't know what word to use severe case of dementia. Okay. So he is you know his health is failing in that respect. Well, let's talk about historical uh, events, and sometimes this is a test of my pronunciation. Okay. The year 1180 on this date. Manuel um, Comnenos. was the last emperor of the Comenian Restoration dies on this date in 1180. The uh, Byz- Byzantine, right? I think you got that one. Byzantine, Byzantine. Byzantine, yep. Empire slips into terminal decline. The year 1493, Christopher Columbus embarks on his second expedition to the New World setting sail with a fleet of 17 ships. Wow. 1789, the U.S. Federal Judiciary Act passes, creating a six-person Supreme Court. 1869, Black Friday. Wall Street panic after the Gould and Fisk attempt to corner gold. Oh, I had an article this morning. I'm I'm, cha- I'm um, getting out of the groove here for a minute. Um, Scott, let's um, dig into crypto, would you? Okay, like the currency, you mean? If the, I I know they call it that. I just don't uh, really understand it. 
and I thought maybe it'd be interesting to look into it. But I was working at my desk this morning and thought of that and then forgot. So, okay. Well, it, it, I, are you okay? We'll, we'll do ahead. it in a few minutes, if you don't mind. Okay. Not at all. Where was I? Black Friday, 1869. Okay, uh, 1877, the Battle of Shiro, Shiroyama. Pretty close, I think. Decisive victory of the Imperial Japanese Army over the Satsuma Rebellion. 1950, Operation Magic Carpet concludes after having transported 45,000 Yemenite Jews to Israel. From where? They transported 45,000 to Israel, but from where? From our nation? Okay, and the, let's see, last one I've got. Um, 1994, the National League for Democracy is formed by Aung San Suu Kyi, something like that and others, <laughs> to help fight against dictatorship in Myanmar. Myanmar, yeah, that's it. Okay, famous birthdays. Ayatollah Khomeini. Let's see here. That name is so familiar. He was a bad guy, right? Yeah, in Iran. Yeah. Yep. Born in 1902 on this date. Died in 1989. Khomeini. All right. Um, that was Iran, right? Yeah, he was the one mainly responsible for, <coughs> excuse me, holding <coughs> the American hostages for 444 days. And uh, right before uh, the 1980 election, there were special forces that went to try to free the hostages, if I remember correctly, and had helicopter crashes in the uh, deserts in Iran uh, the last days of Jimmy Carter's presidency. And uh, they knew that when Ronald Reagan was elected that he wasn't going to stand for that. And so soon after Reagan was elected, the hostages were released. Uh, let's keep going here. Um, F. Scott Fitzgerald, born on this date in 1896. He died in 1940. There's a part right down the middle of his, his hair is parted right down the middle of his um, head. His good eyes, though. Um, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Oh, he was a writer. Yeah, but I mean, let's name something. Uh, American novelist and essayist. He wrote The Great Gatsby. Oh, yes. Okay. See, here's a picture I'm looking at. The guy looks familiar. The name's familiar, and yet I don't know why. Um he died in 1998, but was born a year before me in 1948, Phil Hartman. Oh, he was a uh, comedian, 
most notably on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I think I do remember that. Yeah. All four of our famous birthdays today are um, no longer living. Linda McCartney, born in 1941, died in 1998. Former spouse of Beatles legend Paul McCartney. Okay, we have two so-called famous deaths. They, They say, you know, this is meant that they died on this date. So Dr. Seuss was born in 1904, died in 1991 on this date. I think we we all know who Dr. Seuss was. Certainly an author. Was was he Okay, they say doctor. Was he a doctor of some form? Uh he was an author. He may have had a doctoral degree. Yeah. PhD, but uh I just wondered if he had some other doctorate. Anyway, uh, let's see. He received his BA from Dartmouth College, and uh, that's the only one listed, I do believe. Okay. So it just may be a taken on title. Could okay. Be. Yep. Now, now this one, boy, this doesn't mean anything to me, but I'm not a great historian by any means. Paracelsus, per, Paracelsus, P A. R-A-C-E-L-S-U-S, born in 1493, but died on this date in 1541. He was a Swiss physician, alchemist, lay theologian, philosopher of the German Renaissance. He was a pioneer in several aspects of the medical revolution of the Renaissance, emphasizing the value of observation in combination with received wisdom. Whoa. That was full of some big words there. And big philosophy. Remind me to post that when I pass, okay, about me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or sure. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Sure. Okay. So Halloween is coming up, right? Yes, it is. And um, about another month. All the stores are featuring Halloween things, rightfully so. And, you know, that one store that opens up annually for a month or so is back in town. And uh, all, the, all it is is Halloween stuff. Um, I found an article this morning that says Halloween's, uh, this is the title or the headline. Halloween spending soars as celebrations near pre-pandemic levels. Soars as celebrations near pre-pandemic levels. Well, anyway, let's just read it. Consumer spending on Halloween-related items is expected to reach an all-time high of $10.14 billion. That's up from $8.05 billion in 2020. This is according to the National Retail Federation's annual survey conducted by a firm they hire annually called Prosper Insights and Analytics. 
Plans to celebrate Halloween are up this year compared with last and are close to pre-pandemic levels. Americans plan to spend more than ever to make this Halloween a memorable one. Um... Another little blurb I found somewhere says, Digital grocery buyers have reached critical mass. The pandemic has been a boom for digital grocery adoption. In 2020, the number of digital grocery buyers increased by more than 39 million. While growth won't be as significant in 2021, it will still be a landmark year as digital grocery buyers will surpass 142 million. Amounting to more than half of the U.S. population, that's 51.5% for the first time. Okay, so... I think I know what this is. So you can get on your computer or your phone and um, build a grocery list and then send it to the store of your choice. And they all have websites, of course. And then... They have somebody that will go around and pick everything out. And then on some agreed upon time, you drive to the grocery store and they bring it out and put it into the back of your car and you hand them the card, I guess. Or a check or money or whatever. Um, I know my daughter has done that. I've known a number of people, I think, who have done that. Um, have I ever done it? No. Uh, there's something about being at the store that I find is a part of my weekly, um, uh, fulfillment, I guess. But now they say 51.5% of the U.S. population have now partaken in that. It doesn't mean they do it every time. It just means they have done it. I've not done it. Okay, now here's another story that I saw. And it, it caused me to mention earlier something to Scott, which you all heard about cryptocurrency, right? So this little story says, Sports fans are into cryptocurrency and brands are capitalizing. Cryptocurrency exchanges and other blockchain-based businesses are pouring money into sports sponsorships in an effort to acquire new customers and to bring the increasingly popular digital asset class into the mainstream. The results of a new morning consult 
poll indicate that sports fans are about twice as likely as non-sports fans to say they are familiar with cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin and Ethereum or something like that. Never heard of that until this very moment. And about three times as likely to say they are very familiar with them. Okay, Scott. Cryptocurrency. Okay. What in the world is it? Oh, we we've discussed this before. I but don't remember. So. Okay, um, it's it's like a digital currency online. It's a bin- uh crypto. The the word is a, a cryptocurrency, or crypto is a binary data designed to work as a medium of exchange wherein individual coin ownership records. Okay, these are just records. They are stored in a ledger existing in a form of um, computerized ledgers, okay? So they, it, it can be used to buy goods and services, but it, it's used as an, with an online ledger, and it has strong cryptography to secure online transactions. And uh, this goes on to say how it works is much of the interest in these unregulated currencies is to trade for profit with speculators at times driving prices skyward. Now, I pose this question. Is cryptocurrency a good investment? The answer I received was investing in crypto assets is risky, but also potentially extremely profitable. There is no backing with cryptocurrency. Like we have the banks, have the FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, that backs the banks and the currency that we use, the paper dollar, the $5 bill, a $10 bill, on, on and on. Cryptocurrency does not have that. So that's what makes it extremely risky. Okay, now it goes on to say, um, cryptocurrency is a good investment if you want to gain direct exposure to the demand for digital currency. While a safer but potentially less lucrative alternative is to buy stocks of companies with exposure to cryptocurrency. For me, I wouldn't touch it. I think it's fool's gold. Because if cryptocurrency tanks, you've got nothing to back it up. I've heard so much about it. Now. I receive emails promoting it. Yep. Um, (coughs) Unsolicited. (coughs) Excuse me. Let me have a sip. Now, while you're doing that, CNN is reporting that China is cracking down on cryptocurrency, banning all transactions. Therefore, okay, my point previously about there's no backing to this, like the FDIC backs our national currency system. Okay, so Bitcoin is plummeting. The value of Bitcoin is dropping because China has done this. The, excuse me, central China bank is cracked down on cryptocurrency use. They are not allowing it now. 
Okay, I I didn't know what I've heard of it for. Seems like a while. Yeah, there are all kinds of Bitcoin. Bitcoins. I, I don't know anything about that. There's all kinds of cryptocurrencies out there now. Um. But again, why? Why were these needed or not needed? But why did they? That's we have dollars and cents here. We do. It works. I mean, you can take risks with it. Yeah, just you like you can make profits like, with it. Yeah, just you like you can the make losses market. with it. It why <clears throat> is a different currency important or even needed or desired or supposedly better yeah. or worse? Yeah. All good questions. I don't get it. All fair questions that you know, people think they're going to get rich on this. You know, for me, like I mentioned earlier, it's it's fool's gold. It's like a pyramid scheme to me. Um, if you're familiar with those, how you know you get in low and then try to get other people to do this and raise the value of where you are, the level you are. But again, I wouldn't touch it. Well. You know, our recommendations don't mean a thing. Exactly. Uh, we're just talking on the radio. Yeah. Um, anyway, anybody want to join us this morning, feel free. I know some of you just like to sit back and relax and listen. <laughs> but um, our phone number, of course, 592-6646. You know, but people see these commercials on there, invest in Bitcoin. You know, and they if, if they want to know a little bit about you know, do your own research, obviously. But for me, I've done the research that I needed. Dollars and cents are complicated enough. They are. I don't need another one. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Let's do some stats. And I'm referring to COVID. Uh, Athens. We have now had a total of 65 deaths since this all began. That's 65 occurred uh, three or four days ago. That's 65th death, that is. Um, let's see. Total cases so far in our county, 7,017. There are, there were 46 new cases yesterday. We presently have 250 even in the hospital being treated. Now, of that 7,017, 6,083 are fully recovered. Uh, well, I don't know about the word fully, I, but they are recovered, okay? They're, they're done with it. What about vaccination rate? Our county, 46.63%. So, 30,464 people are considered vaccinated in our county. What's the state's rate? 53.58. But we're 46.63. 
Okay, let's continue on with state information. Uh, in the state, we had 7,475 new cases yesterday, bringing the total to 1,373,275. So on a state level, 11 and three quarters percent of our state population has had COVID. But right now, there are only 150,157 active cases in the state. We do have 9,326 in ICU environments. We have 61,975 in a hospital, but not ICU. Um, Let's see, statewide. Remember, we've had, what did I say, almost 1.4 million cases. One I'm going to round this off. 1.2 million have recovered already. But remember this covers um a little over uh well a year and a half. First case I think in the state was March 1st of 20. I think that's right. I already gave you the vaccination rate. Oh, statewide deaths, 21,596. Got something in my eye. Just a minute here. Okay. I think that's better. Let's go ahead and do the United States and the world. It's Friday. In the United, in the U.S., we've had a total of 43 million, 43 and a half million cases, which uh, represents 13% of our nation's population have caught it. Now, that doesn't mean that many are still active by any means. In fact, where we said 43 million have had it. Of that number, 33 million have recovered. It's in their past, so to speak. Uh, Active right now, Nine million seven hundred and ninety-five thousand nine hundred and eighty-eight cases are active right now. In the United States, we've had seven hundred and two, almost seven hundred and three thousand deaths. Um, 
How many new cases were just yesterday? 275,653. How many people have been vaccinated in the U.S.? Get this, 63.2%. Remember, the state was 53.6, and Athens is 46.6. But in the United States, 63.2% have been vaccinated. Let's uh, do the same figure for the world. The world at this point, 43.9%. Just a scunch less than our own county. Vaccinated. Worldwide, 3,457,564,000 have been vaccinated. All right. Uh, Cases, uh, 2.9% percent of the world's population have had COVID. The number as of yesterday stood or stands at, no, stood at 231-385-504. million. There were 904. No, something's wrong there. Forget that figure. I I have a typo. Uh, But what that was? Oh, wait a minute. No, that's still not right. Okay, well, deaths thus far worldwide of those that have caught it two per two point zero five percent. So four million seven hundred and forty two thousand five hundred and forty two deaths worldwide since it all began. Active cases right now, 18,591,000. And worldwide recovery, 208,051,905 are recovered. Okay. Uh, About nine and a half minutes remaining. So, if I ask the question, what are the top ten holidays worldwide? Okay, you get it, right? Uh, We'll see. (laughs) But worldwide. Oh, yeah. Not just in the U.S. Um, let's, Let's go down through it. Number one. Christmas. You're right. Worldwide, Christmas is the top holiday of the year. Number two. This is tougher. Take a guess. Uh, Valentine's Day. I don't even know if that made the list. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it does. It does make the list. But it's seventh. Okay, number two is Hanukkah. Number three, worldwide, New Year's. 
And number four, a slightly different thing, but similar, Chinese New Year. But worldwide, most important holidays, number four is Chinese New Year. Um... When does Chinese New Year actually, is it assigned to a particular date on the calendar? I think it is. We'll see what we can find out here. Um, You know, you have, um, it showcases a a Chinese zodiac. So each year is represented by a different animal, right? Yeah. Uh, Chinese New Year is Tuesday, February 1st. 2022 okay is it always february 1st did you say yes is it always february 1st i think it is it's also known as the in the chinese lunar calendar as the lunar new year okay uh there are 15 days of the chinese new year marks the first full moon after the spring festival and of the new year The day is well known as the Lantern Festival Day. Well, anyway, so in terms of worldwide holidays, we've Christmas is number one, uh, Hanukkah is number two, New Year's, according to the calendar, New Year's is number three, and then the Chinese New Year is number four. Now, let's go on. Okay, first I, I misspoke about the every day, the same same day of every year for the Chinese New Year. It is not on the same day every year. In fact, I just found a sentence here. It says, but the celebrations usually take place in late January up until mid-February. Yeah, it's the first full moon. I see. After the spring festival. So whenever that happens. Okay, number five, worldwide, Ramadan. Um, And let's see here. Number six is Easter. Number seven which Scott thought might be number two, I think he's a romantic, is Valentine's Day. (laughs) I just know that's one of the most popular days here in the U.S., holidays in the U.S. Number seven overall, worldwide. Diwali is number eight. I'm sorry, I've never heard of that. D-I-W-A-L-I. The Festival of Lights is a major Hindu holiday that pays homage to the gods and marks the beginning of a new year. It is celebrated this coming year of 2022 on Monday, October 24th. That's, and that, wait a minute. This is September, so a month from now. No, 2022, oh, next 20. year. Okay, so did we miss it for this year? Uh, let's see here. No, we have not. November 2nd, 2021 marks day one, and it is a a five-day celebration. Oh, here's the thing. It says Diwali Festival 
which usually starts in late October, lasts for five fun days. It is observed in early autumn after the conclusion of the summer harvest and coincides with the new moon and is deemed the darkest night of the Hindu lunisolar calendar. Okay, so once again, we're talking about the top ten holidays worldwide. Number nine is Halloween. And finally, number ten, uh, here's another one I don't know. Bodhi, 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 B-O-D-H-I. I've never heard of it. But it says it's one of the most important Buddhist holidays because it commemorates Buddha's enlightenment under the, oh, B-O-D-H-I, however that's said, tree. A tree, like, that grows in the ground, right? I'm presuming so, yes. Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. That's coming up. So it is celebrated in a calm and quiet way. Buddhists will often spend time meditating and praying, thinking about the Noble Eightfold Path and the Four Noble Truths. They may decorate a Bodhi tree with lights and statues of the Buddha may be displayed around the house. Now we close out the week with some disco music. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe and high school football tonight on 970 Athens at Logan. Power 105 game has Fort Fry visiting Trimble and the Ohio Bobcats tomorrow at noon on the flagship station of the Bobcats Power 105 and the Ohio State Buckeyes at 7:30 tomorrow evening right here on 970 WATH.
service to Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. President Biden has just begun speaking about COVID booster shots newly approved by the CDC. Late last night, Dr. Rochelle Walensky overruled advisors and added teachers, doctors, nurses, and supermarket employees to the list of Americans eligible for third Pfizer shots. CBS's Dr. David Agus. The CDC director has said that healthcare workers and people who within their occupation or their residents have significant exposure to COVID-19 should receive a booster. So this includes, obviously, people on the frontline medical workers. This includes uh, people who work in institutions, people who live in homeless shelters, probably college students. People who got second shots six months ago could be eligible today. Some of former President Trump's closest advisors, including Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Steve Bannon, have received subpoenas from a select committee investigating January's attack on the U.S. Capitol. UVA political analyst Larry Sabato. Basically, they are assembling a mosaic trying to put together the pieces large and small that created this violent event on January 6th. CBS News has obtained a draft report of a hand count of 2020 election results in Maricopa County, Arizona, and it is a disappointment for Republicans who insisted the original results were fraudulent. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe. Joe Biden actually expanded his lead over Trump in Arizona. The report says now President Biden won Arizona's crucial Maricopa County, which encompasses Phoenix, by more than 45,000 votes. Workers and shoppers relive the nightmare of a mass shooting at a Kroger supermarket in Collierville, Tennessee. Pow, 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 pow. And I mean, everybody was rusty. And I'm trying to find the exit that I don't think he coming to. 